Good morning and welcome to our panel, which has to do with the large projects transforming Greece, business and investment opportunities. Over the last years, there have been sweeping legislative changes that have taken place. Uh, they aim mostly uh, on bureaucracy, uh, uh, at cutting down on bureaucracy, modernizing public administration, and creating an investor-friendly legislative environment. There is more in the pipeline. Attracting foreign investments uh, is a core item on the agenda of the Greek government. Uh, these changes have led to groundbreaking privatizations of public assets and attracted increased interest from major international private investors and specialized funds. Our distinguished panelists are called upon to cover a large spectrum of projects and issues within a very limited time. Uh, we have, uh, I'll make a sh the short introductions to our uh, distinguished panelists. His Excellency Nikos Papathanasis, Alternate Minister of Development and Investment. He has an impressive professional background and track record and is responsible, along with Minister Athenis Georgiadis, for spearheading the government's investment strategy. Uh, Minister Georgiadis said in public some time ago, in a large, let's say, uh, to a large crowd, that there are two persons who can implement everything that we decide in Greece. One of them is Minister Papathanasis. Mr. Gregory Dimitriadis is the executive officer of the Hellenic Corporation of Assets and Participations, the so-called super fund. Uh, this is the super fund that has been created recently. And Mr. Dimitriadis has undertaken a Herculean task of converging, uh, of converting a long list of state-owned bureaucratic dinosaurs into active market players. Mrs. Ravina Dvani is head of energy, natural resources, and renewable coverage at BNP Paribas. Uh, she has a wide expertise in all sectors, in all, uh, in all aspects of the energy sector, and she will guide us on the prospects, opportunities, and challenges that the world is facing following uh, the Ukrainian war. Penelope Lazaridou is the general financial manager and executive board member of the Yekterna group of companies. She will focus on the opportunities offered in the Greek market, which have rendered Yekterna a leader in the concession and energy sectors, and will discuss ways to cope with the challenges of the present international volatility. Finally, Mr. Christos Balaskas is the president and general manager of Eldorado Gold. Uh, he has been through various, um, uh, let's say, problems and hurdles during the last years, but now uh, the company is heading successfully to become, uh, let's say, a very successful investment uh, in the challenging mining sector in Greece, and he is going to uh, discuss uh, his experience in Greece and, of course, uh, the resilience of uh, the Eldorado Gold Company in the Greek market. Uh, Minister, um, uh, you have the floor. The floor is yours. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Bernitzas, uh, distinguished uh, panelists, um, distinguished guests, uh, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, uh, it's with great uh, pleasure and honor to be here with you today, New York, uh, to discuss um, uh, the prospects uh, for Greece and also to discuss about uh, the business environment and how we are 
uh, changing the, uh, Greece to become a, a, a friendly environment, location, uh, for business to come and establish themselves there and um, be actually prosperous because every large corporation that came to Greece at the end um, became a, a successful story. Every story, we have many stories like that. So uh, let's go back a little bit. Uh, from 2019, uh, the, uh, a new government, a uh, prime minister um, that is a reformist prime minister and the government that actually speaks in one frequency, this frequency of uh, uh, reforming Greece and making a, a friendly destination for, for uh, investments, uh, started a, a series of laws in order to, uh, as uh, Mr. Bernitsa said, to change uh, the, uh, the environment and make it easier for companies to start and get licensed and uh, start their operations. And this is what we did. Um, we, we, we proceeded with many an, an ecosystem of, uh, of laws uh, that uh, create such an environment. And of course, the question always that is being posed is that uh, why, why would a, a company come and, uh, and establish its uh, business in Greece? And we, we have to answer that uh, by um, stating that uh, we do have an enormous amount of uh, technological protagonists uh, that come and establish themselves in Greece because they find something. And what they find is a stable, first of all, a stable uh, environment, a stable government, a reformist government, and also a, a government that wants to stay by their side and assist them in, in doing things fast and productively. Um, we, I have the great uh, uh, opportunity, to, I had the great opportunity, I still have, uh, to be in a, in a ministry with uh, Minister, uh, Mr. Georgiadis has just arrived here. And uh, right from the very first uh, day, uh, we had to resolve many problems. One of the uh, uh, big problems we faced as we started there was to, to, to resolve all the issues in order for Elinicon uh, to start. And uh, I have to say that uh, the issues that were raised were uh, enormous uh, as, as a number. And in order to do that, we had to pass uh, uh, laws uh, to make things easier. And what we do in order to create this environment, the friendly environment, is we pass outside from the state, from the, uh, from the government, uh, jobs that uh, would take time uh, to be completed, and we trust the private uh, sector. This is what we, we do. We, we create a comfort zone between the state and the in investor uh, by giving out uh, a lot of the jobs that previously were held and done by the, by the state. In that sense, uh, we have uh, uh, sped up uh, a lot of procedures, and we make uh, the investors very comfortable. It's not uh, accidentally that uh, uh, Microsoft, uh, Pfizer, uh, great American companies that uh, came to Greece, not only they came to Greece, they, have, they had an initial business plan that this business plan actually is multiplied now. Uh, uh, the initial plan that uh, uh, was decided by these companies, uh, it, it, it seemed that uh, was uh, um, doing very well, so they decided to multiply their, their businesses in Greece. So what they, we offer, we offer uh, um, 
uh, very um, uh, incentives for uh, strategic investment. We do uh, all everything we do. We do it in a fast track uh, modus, and uh, we offer incentives in, as a tax relief, uh, grants, um, wage uh, subsidies, uh, leasing subsidies, and generally uh, all this in a fast track uh, process. I don't know if uh, I have taken more time. No, no, no. Uh, that's excellent. But, uh, Thank you very much. I wanted much. to give um, uh, um, a description of the environment, and mostly I would like to uh, state that uh, this government is here to assist companies to come and be established in Greece. We are pro-investment, uh, and uh, we will stay like that. It's not accident. It was not an accident. The bouncing back that we did in 2021. We recovered almost all of our um, losses from 2020. We do expect a, 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 a significant growth for 2023, uh, 22, sorry. And uh, of course, the war in uh, Ukraine uh, has uh, probably will slip a little bit a certain fiscal issues, but still we, be, we will be on the growth uh, pattern. And of course, uh, we expect to be in the investment grade by 2023, something that uh, we are very um, excited and it will happen. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Minister. This is um, something that uh, I think uh, is, uh, everybody knows. Uh, that this government is open to investments, it attracts investments, the doors are open, it is a core subject in the agenda, uh, on the agenda of the government, and this is very good news. And now let me turn to Mr. Dimitriadis uh, and ask him how he deals and copes and what he expects with a very challenging, uh, let's say, program that has to do uh, with, this, uh, with the uh, companies uh, that are managed and belong to the Superfund. Yes, uh, thank you very much, and um, thank you also for the organizers uh, for the invitation. Uh, Minister uh, Papathanasis, as uh, Minister Georgiadis earlier, with uh, whom we have uh, excellent cooperation, uh, gave a, a, a good view of uh, Greece's prospects today. And uh, yes, there is a momentum we want uh, to keep up and sustain. We have uh, had uh, major deals, uh, Macquire getting a significant 49% uh, for the transmission uh, electricity uh, company in Greece. We had Italgas that came in for, uh, for DEPA infrastructure. We had uh, uh, even Scaramanga shipyards moving forward. So there is a momentum, uh, and of course, Agnatia Street with the biggest uh, record so far uh, yet for the uh, uh, concessions of our privatization and asset development fund. So this momentum is something that we want to uh, keep up, and Age Cup, as uh, the super fund that you mentioned. Um, is uh, we want to play a major role, and we will play a major role just, not just as uh, um, because we are asset managers, but developing ourselves into a, a sovereign wealth fund. And uh, to do that, we want for all our projects, not to just uh, uh, own the assets and see how they develop, but to be also troubleshooters and effectively uh, be efficient uh, facilitators for further investments uh, in Greece and, of course, in our portfolio. And uh, this has happened also with a very successful capital increase of PPC. Alex Fotakidis is here and now he's uh, 
also a partner uh, CVC at, uh, um, at PPC with a major uh, growth plan for renewables, which is the, un the real answer to the energy crisis we currently face. And uh, of course, there is a lot of um, uh, potential projects now, um, uh, very good ones. Uh, we had a discussion with Dimitris Politis, he's the head of the asset um, development fund, the privatization fund. He is around the audience and give you more details. So we have the Kavalan Alexandrupoli Sports, we have the uh, Volos and Igumenit supports also coming up, Marinas in Corfu and in Lefkimi, another uh, area south of um, uh, Corfu, which shows that there is a momentum also for the tourism industry. We have the regional airports that um, are entering a new phase. So with the Kalamata Airport, um, within the next months, it will be, uh, also will start the process for um, its finding an operator, privatizing it, following the good example of what Fraport did with the other 14 airports. And also with the other 22 local airports, we're uh, looking for the same uh, very soon. With the real estate, it is also important. We have a, another firm under our portfolio called uh, Etal. It has thermal springs, it has uh, real estate assets that we want uh, to develop, including the waterfront of Athens next to Hellenicon, uh, which is another major project we have, and this is going to be on its way in the next uh, few months. And of course, we have uh, Atikiodos, which is a major uh, concession agreement, which we expect to have set a new uh, record, along with uh, logistics. As you may know, Triasio, a project for many years, uh, it was uh, uh, in limbo. Now it has a concessionaire it, uh, in agreement with this competition. So we move forward. And uh, we're very happy also, all the team uh, here, the ministers and uh, myself, to discuss on the mar margins of our meeting today any opportunities in order to welcome you to invest uh, in Greece and to play our role in that. And you even have, I see, Alexandra Papadopoulou, our ambassador here. So we have a whole team that will welcome you. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, Alexandra. Happy birthday from all of us. <laughs> we should sing and cut a cake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the minister really knows everything. Yes, that's true. And we have the new ambassador of the United States to Greece here, so I'm sure we will collaborate very closely all together. Well, thank you very much. I would like to come back to certain questions after, after everybody has his, uh, let's say, makes his preliminary statements. Uh, there is always a complaint from the point of view of the investors that there are huge delays in the procedures for the privatization or for, uh, let's say, the, uh, the, the, the sale of certain state assets. And this is something that is perceived by the market. And I understand that this is something perhaps you might wish to take another minute to, to, to explain before we see the, the, the private parties and how they would react to these business opportunities. Yes, sir. we want to accelerate this process, and I think the case of uh, Italgas and Depa infrastructure, uh, it is a, a case study we had in August announced which, who is the bidder, and by 
May 6th, uh, we expect to have the financial closing. So within eight months, uh, the whole process has been completed. And uh, that's how we want to accelerate uh, everything on this pattern and, of course, to troubleshoot everything that comes up. So we are here also to take responsibility, not just go to legislate all the time and move forward. Thank you very much. Now uh, let me turn to Mrs. Lazaridu and ask her how she perceives these opportunities and challenges from the point of view of the private sector. And what do you foresee, let's say, with regard to what is happening uh, around us? Uh, first of all, I'm very honored and proud for being here today. This event has uh, always been a unique opportunity for uh, service, uh, for explore um, new um, uh, business journeys uh, and uh, form strategic initiatives for, for Greek economy. So I would like to thank Nicholas for this wonderful opportunity. Uh, now, uh, regarding uh, 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 investment opportunities uh, um, in the sectors we are currently dealing with uh, as a group, as Yekterna and, and, the, and how the challenges uh, um, will, uh, is facing by us. Yekterna Group, uh, we have to say that is leading uh, all sectors in which uh, it is active. Concession infrastructure, energy production, production and storage of clean energy, construction infrastructure, and also waste management. Uh, despite the, the global financial crisis, the sovereign uh, Greek debt crisis, uh, the recent pandemic, uh, we have managed to build the largest book of investments and projects that a private group has ever achieved, focus on sustainability, first sustainable uh, bond issue in the domestic capital market, uh, which really did transform uh, uh, um, Greek economy uh, as the title of uh, uh, our conference today is um, the total budget of the, the investments um, only in the energy and congestion uh, sectors currently uh, reaching more than uh, 6.5 billion uh, and this does not take into account any multiplier uh, uh, effect uh, um, of, uh, of the, our economy. And in order to be more specific, um, let's start from the clean energy sector, which is a very important sector for our country as well, and uh, worldwide, and for Europe also. Our total installed and other construction capacity, power capacity, stands to 1.3 giga. Uh, with a target to reach 3 giga in the next four to five years. Of course, we will achieve this through heavy investments, um, as we have done in the last 20 years, in large-scale wind uh, and PV projects, uh, in uh, um, electricity interconnections, uh, and also large-scale energy storage like pumped hydro plant, like the Ioannian Philohia, 700 megawatt. In addition to this uh, ongoing 3 giga, uh, clean energy program, we have uh, initiated, uh, uh, gradually initiated, I would say, a new expanded investment program in new wind farms uh, and uh, onshore uh, PV parks, uh, in uh, offshore uh, wind farms, uh, 
in floating PV and uh, new investment in energy storage on top of, of the pumping storage I referred before. Uh, and uh, like the uh, hybrid station, uh, hybrid and wind at the same time, uh, the largest in, in, uh, in Europe. Um, this new expanded investment program in clean energy will uh, regards additionally seven giga, out of which five giga have, has, have already obtained uh, initial licensing and um, start gradually to be uh, realized. Of course, the prompt implementation of, of this ambitious investment program is strongly uh, dependent on um, yeah, legislative initiatives that has to do with the simplification of the renewable permitting process and of the energy storage of, of the offshore wind parks. And please note that it's important to mention that the legislation on renewable um, permit simplification and energy storage is expected to uh, be submitted for consultation uh, and then for um, approval by the parliament within the next couple of weeks. While uh, on onshore, um, winter will follow hopefully um, in about two months from now. So there is uh, significant progress in, in, in those legislative initiatives. Uh, also, we shouldn't forget the successful mobilization of the renewable, of the, of the um, um, recovery and resilient fund. Um, uh, um, which uh, uh, for earmarked for green transition uh, projects of more than six billion. Uh, and this is expected to play uh, a very critical role in the, pro uh, in the progress of those landmark, but uh, at the same time, high absorption projects. Um, now, in conventional power generation, uh, we keep a significant um, uh, market share, I would say, through Iron. Iron has a plant of 600 megawatt, but uh, we are enhancing our production capacity through a joint investment with motor oil um, in a new highly efficient combined cycle gas um, power plant in Komotini, 877 megawatt uh, capacity. Uh, which is a really important um, investment. Uh, on another uh, front regarding concession, uh, we have the largest existing and underdevelopment uh, portfolio in Greece. We hold in operation two of the largest motorways in Greece, Nain Kendrikin, along with uh, uh, where we have 100%, and along with 70% uh, in Olibia, we operate 720 kilometers. But in addition, we have succeeded to add uh, in uh, our concession portfolio landmark project um, uh, through an investment program uh, uh, where the budget currently starts at 4.5 billion. Uh, like the Ignatia Motorway, 130 kilometers, 2.8 billion budget. And uh, also the new international airport in Castelli, the second largest airport uh, in Greece. The new entertainment and mice and casino project in Elimico. And um, the recently awarded ultra-fast broadband, uh, a joint investment with the Greek uh, independent power transmission uh, operator. Uh, just a useful note uh, here that uh, all toll roads and airport concession are contractually uh, inflation uh, protected. And um, 
on top of this project, and it's very important for, for our country, that uh, we have been pre-qualified for a series of new mature uh, and large-scale concession projects uh, in the critical areas of transport and uh, energy infrastructure. Some uh, of those are um, already included or are eligible to be included in the, in the RRF, like the north axis of Creta, both the PPP and the concession project, the Salamina Samparin, a, a large group of PPP projects through availability payments. So um, the successful commencements of this large-scale uh, project will have a, a, a dual benefit, I would say. First of all, will contribute to the dynamic transition of the Greek economy through the large multiplier effect that they have in the GDP, but they will reconfirm uh, the investment, interest, and trust from large international investors and allow for more direct investment, and especially uh, in view of the country's prospect upgrade to, to, to an investment grade. Uh, Last but not least, construction was and still is one of our building, plus, uh, uh, building blocks of, of our portfolio. It's a critical business, strategic business, constitutes, I would say, the best ambassador of, of the Greek technical work to foreign markets and counterparties, highlighting a solid financial standing and a proven track record of very uh, complex quality works, uh, timely delivery, with a backlog uh, 4.5 billion, far the largest in the domestic sector. Um, following these unfortunate events in the, that are taking place in Ukraine, and, and the uncertainty in the supply chains and the pricing uh, in, and the prices of, of raw materials. Construction is, uh, is experiencing some headwinds. It's, now it's quite premature and therefore difficult to assess uh, exactly the impact and duration of these challenges, but uh, we're closely monitoring the situation and we have taken all the operational strategic initiative as uh, Yekterna that will serve as a protection uh, buffer securing the profitability of our construction arm Terna. To conclude, now we, uh, as Yek Terna, uh, have uh, demonstrated uh, during the Greek uh, uh, crisis uh, and during the pandemic our ability to uh, expand our market position. Uh, today, we are leaders in the field of concession energy uh, and other sectors, and at this turning point of the Greek economy, uh, at Yekterna, under always our inspired management, possess the required uh, specialization, the financial resources, the competitive advantage, and especially the internal strength to claim and develop large-scale investments and to constitute uh, decisively in this dynamic transformation of our economy. Thank you very much. That is um, a very interesting, uh, let's say, um, uh, expose of, of what uh, the company has done. And this, of course, gives various opportunities to various, to various competitors and other companies in order to thrive in the Greek market. Let me turn now to Mrs. Advani, 
uh, and uh, uh, to, to discuss with her the very critical issue, which is the energy issue, and of course, uh, the knock-on effect that this volatility has on the international, uh, let's say, market, uh, and affecting every single market, from construction, as was said by Mrs. Lazarizu, to every practically other field of activity. Thank you, and, and good morning, everybody. Um, as all of you know, the world is focused on meeting a one and a half degree scenario by mid-century for obvious reasons, right? It's to avoid um, major irreversible climate-related damage to which we've already been witnessing ourselves. And the pressure that has been driving action around climate change, it's only mounting. We are seeing countries across the globe set net zero targets, meaning they are investing in new and innovative technologies, and they're retreating from dirtier fossil fuels, looking at, um, you know, taking Greece, for example, the country is focused on reducing greenhouse gas emissions by 50% um, by 2030 with the net zero goal of mid-century. The, the U.S. recently recommitted to the Paris Accord, and China, Japan, and South Korea, the the trio actually accounts for a third of the world's population. They, in 2020, also announced net zero goals. We're seeing companies across the world set, um, you know, set their own targets, and these are the largest, heaviest carbon emitters. We're seeing this happen in the auto sector, the transport sector, and the power sector. And those companies are actually helping propel innovation in new technologies like hydrogen, like carbon sequestration, like battery storage, and other technologies that Greece does plan to invest in very aggressively. Governance, governments play an incredibly important role in providing a framework in helping grow and spur investment into renewables. And then you have the NGO and activist pressure. You're seeing a lot of different regulatory bodies require more transparency around climate-related risks. And then even asset managers, PIMCO and BlackRock, they've been incredibly vocal about the importance of decarbonization. And that pressure is continuing to create a lot of opportunities, both for the financial as well as energy industry. There's already been a tremendous amount of momentum in the sector. Looking at 2021 alone, there was 755 billion US dollars spent in clean energy related technologies, and that number needs to grow massively in order to meet the net zero goals that we have been trying to accomplish. So the current crisis, what does that actually do for all of these grand things that have been happening around net zero? Um, well, it's definitely creating some challenges, as we've heard throughout the course of the various panels this morning. Um, you know, re reliance on Russia's natural gas, it's come to a head, and the volatility in commodity prices, um, it's forcing countries and companies to, to figure out how to wean, wean themselves from Russia and create their own stable energy supply and capacity stack. So looking at Greece, you know, the, the near-term goal is to boost mining by 50% and potentially expand or extend the operation of lignite and coal assets to deal with the near-term crisis. The U.S., um, who has traditionally been a net exporter of natural gas, is planning to ramp up its liquefaction capabilities. Um, 
um, and supply Europe with an additional 15 billion cubic tons of, uh, of LNG. In, um, in Germany, they are contemplating delaying um, the nuclear, the nuclear phase-outs that they've been very aggressively touting, and they're also looking at importing natural gas from the U.S. as well as Qatar and the Middle East. And while the response to the, um, the, the energy crisis may delay some of those near-term transitional goals and targets, I think that there's still very much a big push around clean energy agendas. I mean, it's, it's a distraction, certainly, and we need to deal with it, and that will happen. But um, you know, the, the high fossil energy price environment, I think it supports the thesis that renewables are going to continue to be attractive from an energy security perspective. And I think when looking at Greece, the country has a lot to be proud of. I think Penelope went through some, some really remarkable examples, but being, um, you know, being 40% of the capacity mix in, um, in renewable technologies, including wind and PV solar and hydro and biomass, I think that's remarkable. And there's definitely more to do around decarbonization the country, and I think it will just take time and a lot of innovation, and I think government plays an incredibly important role in, uh, in some of those goals. Um, okay, we'll come back with some questions if we have the time, but let me give the floor to Mr. Balascas to tell us about uh, the saga with regard to the approval of, uh, of this uh, challenging uh, investment in the mining industry. Thank you, Mr. Bernices. Um, I happen to have the privilege to represent um, a foreign direct investor in Greece, Eldorado Gold. And um, this is uh, an investor that uh, came to Greece in uh, 2012, has invested already 1.3 billion US dollars, and intends to invest another billion US dollars in the next two and a half years. Uh, for those that um, they don't know Eldorado Gold, Eldorado Gold is a respectable gold mining company that is based in Canada and, in operates, and operates in uh, Greece and Turkey. Um, Eldorado Gold invested in Cassandra Mines. Cassandra Mines are in northeast Chalkidiki, in north Greece, and uh, there are polymetallic mines, um, but also precious metals. Uh, they're operating uh, assets, Olympias, and uh, under construction, Scurious. This is, uh, Scurious uh, mine is a mine of gold and copper. And uh, the situation, of course, it was um, something that could be described, Mr. Benitez, in uh, a sentence. Eldorado Gold met from the uh, Greek state the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> but fortunately, in the reverse sequence. So we're now experiencing the good. And the reason why we're experiencing the good, it's because that, um, after the ugly, we asked the Greek state and the, uh, the government uh, after the elections of 2019 to reestablish and reaffirm the commitment of the Greek state 
to the development of the uh, mining assets in Cassandra mines. And this administration, as Mr. Papathanasis mentioned, did actually that, supported this investment wholeheartedly. There was a um, significant negotiation of a new investment agreement. It took, uh, uh, it took quite some time, but we managed to go and arrive at a balanced agreement that protects not only the interests of a, a foreign direct investor and makes an agreement bankable, but at the same time protects the interests of a Greek state and the local communities. That's vitally important. Through this, we reaffirmed our intention to continue the investment in Greece. That was the only way. And of course, we experienced the good, the bad, and the ugly. Why? Because over the years, Eldorado Gold believes in the prospects of the Greek economy, of the Greek state, and the path to improvement. Obviously, the assets that we are, invest are, uh, we are investing already and we are going to invest are world-class deposits. Uh, that makes it uh, very, very valuable. At the same time, also, uh, we've seen that the, the government, with a new investment agreement, emphasized its pro-investment approach to foreign direct investors. And for us, that's invaluable. At the same time, um, we've also proceeded and uh, renewed our feasibility study. And um, we've seen uh, and included all the pricing variability and uncertainty of the current times. So when, we, when you have an IRR of 19%, uh, then makes it absolutely uh, um, impossible to walk away from this. And uh, we are proceeding. At the same time, there, was, there is another, uh, there is a, a remark I want to make about the current situation. And uh, um, I think you all understand that the current conflict uh, between Russia and Ukraine creates a, um, another necessity, for, not only for Greece, but for Europe in general. That uh, Europe can no longer rely on third party countries on raw minerals. This is a realization I think that we all come to realize. It's not only energy. If we want to transition to the Greek economy and use copper, nickel, we have to develop our minds. And in Greece, we do have a lot of wealth underground. We have to decide at some point to do it. And I think one of those projects, Eldorado Gold's projects, it is actually a project that, a large project that will change the prospects of the Greek economy if we do decide to go forward, not as Eldorado, but others also. When we allow, through the improvement of the regulatory system, to proceed. I've seen the current administration and its ministers improving dramatically and stabilizing the regulatory framework. That needs to continue. And at the same time, I think the other aspect, which is the judiciary and, the and how justice is um, um, 
done in Greece, I think that's the other aspect which, uh, with the reforms, I think it will come to a point where we make foreign direct investments uh, and establish reality. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We're running out of time. Can I have an intervention? I'm sorry? Can I have an intervention? Can I say something? Yes, of course. Yes, of course, if... Uh, okay. Uh, we are allowed okay. to... As you understood, we are, we are the good uh, face. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, you know, uh, actually my colleagues here, my co-panelists, helped me answer the question, why come to Greece? And I had a great discussion with uh, His Excellency, the new ambassador to Greece, Mr. Tsunis, how we can uh, attract more American investment in Greece. I think Ravine said that about the challenges, Ravina, sorry, said about the challenges, uh, and Greece is uh, um, supporting uh, renewable energy resources and also entering the just transition uh, fund, uh, I mean, uh, uh, changing from lignite to renewable energy does not affect at all the lignite production. As for now, we've decided 50% increase, uh, temporary, in order to go to the next phase because of the war. And uh, Penelope here talk about how confident the company is uh, and uh, keeps on investing in the country. Where Christos said that uh, we should continue the regulatory work we do, and we do that, we will continue. As, we, as I said, we, are, we want to, to create this comfort zone and be as strong as possible in order for investors to feel comfortable and come, uh, to come to Greece. And of course, Grigoris uh, is speeding up things with a super fund in order to, to to work uh, with uh, more uh, uh, foreign investors and, of course, uh, attract more uh, FDIs uh, in Greece. In other words, uh, Greece is a place to be now. We are a European country, very stable country, stable political system. Uh, we have an enormous talent pool. This is something that you cannot find in, in other uh, European countries. Uh, we have STEMs. Uh, from uh, uh, universities, and that's why uh, these companies I mentioned, uh, you know, American companies, uh, European companies, are creating their hubs close to the universities, and of course, uh, we are a, a, a reformist government, and we continue to change our regulatory framework in order to make things easier. Thank you, Minister. You've made an excellent conclusion, and uh, we'd like to thank you very much, all the panelists for this participation. Thank you. Thank you.